This podcast is Entel Enhanced. To see pictures, articles and links of what's being discussed, download the Entel app. Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. So, hi, my name's Sean Clements. I am the founder of STC Watches and I am on the Big Scuba podcast with Ian and Gemma. Welcome back to the Big Scooper podcast. We are your hosts, Gemma and Ian. Before we get cracking with today's episode, we just want to make sure you have hit that follow button or the subscribe button, depending on what platform you are listening on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoy what you're going to hear today, we would really appreciate it if you can leave a review and a five-star rating. So now that's out of the way, we just want to say welcome and thank you for all tuning in. And now it's time to dive into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. My name's Ian, I am your co-host, or one of them, I should say, because <laughs> the other one is here right next to me. And my name's Gemma, hello everyone. Hello, and thanks for downloading this episode. Uh, so we've got, oh my goodness, we've got a whole load, a we've, plethora. We've got a real montage today. We have a montage, we've got a plethora of things to discuss and tell you about, not about just what we've been up to, but what the world of diving has been up to since we last come on now we are um well very quickly if you are wondering what on earth this podcast is all about we talk about diving free diving having fun on the water having fun under the water we talk to explorers and blah 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 uh, go to go back well, i'm a bit i'm rushing because we've got we've got a lot we of have, stuff to have. get through yes uh and you know we want to say um you know, this show is going out a day later than we'd normally do. Our episodes normally go out on a Monday, but uh, tomorrow is the uh, funeral of our late Queen Elizabeth II. So uh, God bless her and her family and uh, God save the King. Yes, and, yeah. Um, and we've been a bit, little bit uh, away from our social media, just purely just out of respect, really, for yeah. the last week or so. Yeah, but, a, lot, a lot of people. Have yes, done, yeah, they? Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, great, great shame. Um, end of an era. Mm. Um, don't know if she's ever been a diver, I don't don't recall ever seeing anything. No, um, uh, definitely. Um, our new princess of Wales and Prince of Wales, they're scuba divers, yeah, they are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's um, what an awesome lady, really. Yes. Let's face yeah. it, what an yeah. awesome lady, and uh, you know, a leader of uh. Many things, yeah, and uh, wherever in her time, wherever you are in the world listening, um, I'm sure you've heard the news. She's a lady who's to be missed not just in the UK, uh, but across the world. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so this episode dedicated to her, and also let's face it, we'll be bearing her in mind over the this coming days, yes, etc. Yeah. So, anyway, um, let's not dwell on that. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, this episode, we are going to be talking, we have got a guest for you. His name is Sean. Sean Clements from SDC Watches. Yeah, and uh, so Sean, where we got chatting to, and we liked his um, social media, and he has a watch. Well, he's mm-hmm. got four watches, actually. Yes, Ocean Rider range at the moment, um, yeah. but the main thing about them is they have upcycled re- uh, straps made out of uh, wetsuits. Wetsuits, yeah. So we always like these um, products and we like to tell you about the products if they've got some kind of eco green type of um, 
what's the word? USP. So. USP. Is it USP? Unique, Unique selling, selling points. Um, about them. You know, yeah. So that, you know, and uh, he's gone to great lengths to uh, use a Seco body and mechanism in the watches and produce these really smart looking diving watches. Which it's not a diving computer, it's a diving watch. There is a difference. Which you are wearing at the moment. I am. Um, I've been using this for CrossFit. I've been using this for diving. Uh, we used it last weekend. Well, yep. we've both been yep. using it. Both wore it. Yep. And uh, it looks very smart. And we'll be sharing photos and things like that. And also, at the end of this episode, we can tell you how you can get your hands on one and actually save some money as well. So, yeah. Okay. And this week is a bit of a special week uh, brought in by Paddy because this week is Paddy... Paddy Aware Week. So. Okay. And what's Paddy Aware Week? So it is all directed at ocean conservation and protecting the ocean and runs from the 17th to the 25th of September. And we've also had one of our uh, listeners, a guy called... Um... Mr. Anderson, welcome back. We missed So his name is Michael Anderson and he is from the Aquarium Divers... Uh, Coral Society. Sorry, Mr. Anson. I just couldn't resist bringing a, bit, a little bit of Matrix. Because oh. one, one of us in the co-host, no name, no names, did not heard of Mr. Anderson. No. A very famous Mr. Anderson. I now know it's from the Matrix. You do, yes. So, anyway, so we'll play a little extract from Michael. The film? No, from Michael Anderson. <laughs> He's going to tell us about himself. Yes. So we'll just uh, slot this in here and then we'll be right back. Yeah, brilliant. Hello, my name is Mike Anderson. I'm with Aquarium Dives for Coral Society. We're a nonprofit uh, in the States, and our mission is to increase coral restoration. Uh, we work with uh, aquarium divers from around the States to volunteer their time, and we also bring in other divers that are willing to work with us, uh, volunteer their time. We're free to join, and we then work in the Caribbean. We work in the Florida Keys. That's where we're focused right now. We also work to help educate the diving community and the general public about coral and coral restoration. Uh, what I'm going to talk to you about today is, is simply that, that coral restoration depends heavily on volunteerism. I'll use one example. The Coral Restoration Foundation in the Florida Keys has several nurseries underwater. Uh, one of those nurseries contains 500 trees. Well, I know that from my experience, having done this several times, that one of those trees, depending on just how overgrown it is, can take a half an hour to clean. But what I mean is you're taking the uh, algae that's growing on the tree that you don't want because it'll smother your coral. You've got to remove that from the branches and from the monofilament. You also have to take off the fire coral. Uh, the fire coral will end up weighing down your tree because they get, it gets very large and the weight of that will bring the tree down to the ocean floor where you don't want it. The whole purpose of the tree is to keep the coral that you're hanging on the tree, the fragments that you're hanging on the tree, free from uh, predators, disease. Um, so that's the reason for having it on the trees. Um, once those trees, oh, well, 
once those trees uh, are clean, um, they have to be done over and over again until the, uh, the coral is ready for outplanting and then it's taken from the tree uh, and, and transported to where they would like it to go. So you figure that if it takes uh, a half an hour to clean one tree or on one diver on one tank can do two trees, do the math on that if you have 500 trees in one nursery and then there are several nurseries beyond that. So um, the foundations doing this, not just Coral Restoration Foundation, but the foundations doing this have their marine biologists, they have their uh, interns, and then they have a group of divers that uh, volunteer their time, similar to how aquariums work, where you schedule in volunteers on a weekly basis to come in and help with the work that needs to be done. So uh, in Florida, you'll have volunteers that live there that, that come in, but that's still not enough to maintain those nurseries. So you have visitors that are coming down, vacationers that are coming down to the Keys, and an option that they can do is to give back to the ocean. Uh, they would take a course and get certified in coral restoration, which is uh, classroom and in-water training. Uh, it basically covers what to do and how to do it. And then has you in the classroom and then has you underwater working with the coral with an instructor. And then you're going to be working in nurseries and out planting after that. So it's usually about three tank dives. But the what happens with the visiting uh, volunteer, the vacationer, it's usually a one-time uh, thing. They come down, do their thing, and 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 leave and it's very seldom that that person comes back you do have ones that that come back uh to dive and do coral restoration again um foundations like aquarium dives for coral like ourselves what we do is we uh, make up our yearly schedule and it will work uh, say two different foundations in the keys we'll work three different foundations in the in the uh, caribbean on different islands and our divers can sign up for what they would like to do. And they go down and they, they dive. And what we're trying to do is build our base large enough so that we can be a constant supply every year to the uh, foundations doing their job. So like in the Florida Keys, we'd like to do is, is have at least two trips uh, to two different foundations, two trips to each of two different foundations. And the same in the Caribbean, uh, working with uh, Reef Renewal is one. Uh, they're in Cayman, uh, uh, Curacao, and uh, Bonaire. And we have a good working, working relationship with them where we're trying to expand to uh, work with uh, in the Bahamas also. But... The point that I'm trying to make here is that you don't have to join us to do this. There's other organizations out there that are doing somewhat similar. You can actually sign up with these foundations that I just mentioned and volunteer your time on a vacation, on a dive trip, and do it that way. Uh, we need to increase coral restoration. Uh, the industry or those, the practitioners in the field are all saying, you know, We've got to scale up coral restoration. We also need to scale up volunteerism. Um, we have the technology, we have the science, we have 
best practices. A lot of these foundations are now working with universities, uh, doing the research. Uh, they're communicating with each other so that uh, they are learning each other's practices and can implement these to move the whole uh, coral restoration operation forward. So this is something that I would hope that you would consider uh, getting involved in. If you are one of those divers that, you know, it's like you don't have time for that. You are, you want to do your wreck dives, you want to do your drift dives, cave dives, and that's your focus. There are still things that you can do to help out by being aware of what types of sunscreens you're using. Be aware that if it says uh, coral friendly or coral safe, that is not a standard that they are held to. Uh, if our company says that it's reef friendly, it may have one chemical less than, you know, another company out there and therefore call themselves uh, reef friendly because it does less damage. So Google the chemicals to stay away from. Shop for the, you know, for the uh, product that you want. Once you've done that, you've, you've got it, you know, you've got two, three uh, brands that you can use, take with you and you don't have to search it again. Uh, think about things like consolidating your driving so that you're not doing individual trips with your car. Uh, you can uh, look at how you uh, your consumption of beef. That sounds really weird, but consumption of beef. Because if we look at what is killing our coral, it's, it's several things. Uh, one is the CO2 that we're putting into the air, the, into the atmosphere, the, the uh, methane that we're putting into the atmosphere, the heat that we put into the atmosphere from our cars, our air conditioning, our heating of homes, our factories, our, you know, the, the whole production of almost every product that we make. Uh, and one of the side effects is if you're using energy to make it, you're going to generate heat, all right? And that heat gets transferred to the atmosphere and then uh, is absorbed by the ocean. Water becomes a heat sink, it absorbs that energy, that heat, and then heats up the ocean. A coral can only survive to about 86 degrees and then it gets too hot and it starts to die off. It actually expels the zoanthelae uh, algae that lives within it in order to cool itself and then uh, bleaches out and dies because it's starving. Uh, once it's gone from white to a grayish color, that's the grayish color, it's dead. While it's white in color, it, if the water temperature drops, it can, if it still has some zoanthelae in it, it can come back, uh, it can survive. But that water temperature has to, has to go down and stay down. It can't go back up. Um, you also have uh, how we... Uh, put chemicals um, into the air, atmosphere, uh, or the CO2 that we put up in the atmosphere uh, comes down and acidifies the ocean. And how that works on the coral is it it uh, takes the, the cal it, it starts to dissolve, break down the calcium uh, carbonate that the uh, coral used, the hard corals used to make their um, skeletal system. The hard corals are the, are the reef builders of coral reefs. The soft corals add protection for the marine life and they help secure, keep the reef together, but they're not reef builders. Um, we have silt that comes from rivers where we've had dams built and we can 
constantly change the flow of the of the water coming out of the river uh, into the ocean. Uh, we have that silt breaks down or interferes with the sunlight. Coral needs to have clean, uh, fresh water in order to grow, and the silt uh, breaks down the sunlight, and then the zooanthelle uh, starts to die off, the coral starts to die off, and you have bleaching again, all right? Um, you have chemicals that are uh, washed downriver. Uh, you have sewer treatment uh, that comes from, uh, in some cases, there's no sewer treatment. It's just uh, pipes that just empty into the ocean to take the raw sewage to the ocean. And that plays havoc. Everything from um, creating silt to uh, bacteria and disease and, and so forth. So. Um, that's how we're, we're killing our coral reefs. Uh, we also have the plastic pollution that's, you know, and the ghost nets, uh, that affect the, uh, the reef ghost nets or the fishing nets that are break off and end up on the reef and, uh, stay there for hundreds of years, uh, moving around and breaking up the reef and trapping wildlife, uh, the ocean wildlife. So... There's there's a lot of work to do. Uh, if that's your thing and you want to get into you know like uh, uh, you know plastic removal from the ocean when you're in it, uh, you want to get involved with ghost net retrieval. Um, that that's that's some heavy duty work, but uh, there's a lot that as divers we can do to give back to the ocean and also to just enjoy and get the satisfaction of we're making a positive impact on saving the ocean. Um, if you have uh, questions you want to find out more information, you can go to our website, uh, aquariumdivesforcoral.org. Uh, there's a contact form in there. You can contact me and or contact us through that. It'll get to me and I can answer your questions. Uh, I'd like to thank Big Scuba Podcast for this opportunity to talk and uh, enjoy. Awesome. Uh, okay. And what else? We, so we were diving last weekend, weren't we? We were diving uh, with our friends at Crystal Sea Scuba. Yes, it was another Nantes. trip to uh, the Farne Islands. So yeah. uh, we travelled up on the Thursday and uh, we extended it by a day because we wanted to um, add Scotland onto our um, little adventure. So we went with Crystal Seas. We travelled up on the Thursday to Sea Houses on the northeast coast of the UK. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the weather was a little bit rough. Well, this is the thing. And north of England this time of year, that can be a little bit unsettled. So uh, yeah. we do struggle. So it looked kind of doubtful on the Thursday evening that we were going to dive on the Friday. Yeah. So it did get called off in the morning and the sea was pretty rough, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was. blowy. Uh, actually, before we get to that, we do need to give a little shout out as well to uh, uh, talking about Crystal Sea Scuba and, well, uh, you know, divers that we know. Yeah. Um, let's give a little shout out uh, before we get into the whole farms and all that um, to Carl Elliott of Scuba Libre Norwich. Mm -hmm. And also Trudy, yep. uh, who Scoob you know for y years. Scuba Trudy. Scuba Trudy. <laughs> and uh, both of them are uh, going through their Paddy course director. 
yeah. courses at the moment in Tenerife. Tenerife. Mm. Yeah, so um looks like they've done very well and yeah, they're We're- little round of applause well for us. Uh, so uh, well done, guys. Yeah. It's absolutely uh, top bananas. And so. it's great to see people uh, progressing through the ranks because um, I think that's as high as you really can go, isn't it? Course well, Paddy course directors are Paddy master instructors mm. who have taken the next step and joined an elite group of instructor trainers. Um, course directors teach Paddy instructor development courses, i.e. the IDCs, and instructor level train and, and thus are scuba diving industry's most influential leaders and role models that's very good you know, mm. so uh, yeah. can't think of two finer people to do that yeah so, no uh, that's really good good for our region as well to have um, yeah both yeah. in the norwich area so yeah. uh, look out for that and yeah. um uh yeah look out for their social media yes so back to crystal seas yeah okay uh so yeah as you said we went up on Friday, didn't we? Yes, yeah. Um, got blown out on the Friday. So we spent the day looking at our website. Yeah, getting and, our uh, website. We had a productive that. day in front of the laptops. And then Saturday actually got blown out. Um, and we got we knew that on the Friday, didn't we? Friday yeah, evening. Yeah, wow, it's rough. It was rough, yeah. So we decided to travel across the UK and go to Cape and Ray inland dive site. Never dived there before. No, no. And we all went, didn't we, from yeah. the group, apart from um, a couple of people, couple. weren't they? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we, that really took about... Really nice site. Yeah, we travelled for about three hours to get there, but it was a super journey. Unbelievably, 20 degrees water. Yeah. And even that depth, <laughs> it was down at like 15, 16 metres. 16 metres, yeah. And I looked at my sheer water and it was saying... Uh, 19 degrees. Yeah, and it was lovely. It was just really, Clear. yeah, yeah, a really easy site to get into. It was like a shore entry, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that was there was a place where you could do a giant strike. Yeah, yeah, but the visibility was good, and there were quite a lot of attractions in there as well, weren't there? And yeah, fish, big fish, big roach. Uh, and that's a site that's well known for its sturgeon. You get some big sturgeon there, yeah, in there. Yeah, um, there's a big, there's quite a big wreck that you can have a little look Huge at. Huge plane. Yeah, big plane. Yeah, uh, which is a. I think there's a mayfly. Mayflower. Mayfly in there. <laughs> oh, mayfly. Sorry, we've been shouting. It's a plane. I think actually, there's two planes in there. It's a plane. <laughs> yeah. So a plane. anyway, so and that had a little swim through, so you could horses. Um, yeah, some. Um, we Other didn't see those. Around. We stayed a bit too. They were up shallower, but yeah, it was good to see. Um, great to see. It was busy as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, plenty of open water swimmers out there as well. Obviously, the water was lovely and warm for them. Oh, yeah. yeah um, it's really nice. Um, we have to say hello to Andy Rath, who parked next to us. Uh, so we'll give him a shout out. Yeah. It's so, yeah, <laughs> familiar. Yeah. yeah. So he's a friend on Facebook. If you um, ever see our flag up, you know, we come and say put, hello. <laughs> we, we often put the flag up when we're uh, diving somewhere. And um, it's always good uh, when people say, ah, you're the big scuba. You're the big scuba. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Charge, guilty as, guilty as charged. So we've got two dives in there. Yeah, yeah. and that was really cool. Yeah. That was nice. Tank so, refills, uh, great there's a cafe. Nice cup of tea. Yeah. Lovely old job. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's right. I need to give a shout out as well because um, one of us lost our torches on site in the water. How did that happen, Mr. Last? Well, I don't know. I didn't have my usual bungee attachment. Thing. No, you didn't. So I had a like a makeshift thing, which kind of didn't work, obviously. And that must have, I think that dropped down by the sound of it, by the plane. I thought it mm. dropped down somewhere else. But um, I got a little handheld big blue torch, which is you know, a really nice little torch. And in fact, you've got the same one. Yeah, you? yeah. And... Um, 
somebody very kindly handed that in. That's so very some, good, really. Very, yes, some yeah. very honest person, mm-hmm. uh, what I say. Uh, thank you to them. Uh, but also you say thank you to Eli as well, who uh, very kindly packaged it up. And I made a small donation to their uh, designated charity, which is the Air Ambulance as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, I want to say a big thank you to them and particularly Eli. Um, thank you to the Air Ambulance for doing what they do. Um, and uh, it was great to have my torch back. Yeah, and a great service, very prompt as well. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, brilliant. So, uh, top banana. If you haven't been to Cape Ray, go give it a look. Um, and uh, you can book even book online as we did. In fact, that's what everyone else did. Book online before you get there. We got there about 10 o'clock. Yeah, you don't need to be a member. You can just have a day pass, which is a really nice yeah, touch. 20 quid. Yeah. yeah, so it's definitely worth it. Yeah, brilliant. And I uh, just wish that was a bit nearer, really. Yeah, yeah, from here, where we can they, are. Can they move a bit further <laughs> south? Yeah, but it was really, it's another place that we've ticked off our um, list. So, um, and yeah, and then Sunday, we actually got out on the boat. We did, which was really nice. It was. A couple it was of nice dives. Calm, di- calm day. Um, yeah, it was really weird, though. But you say it's calm. They're, they're, they're actually still big waves. Big but swells, it, They yeah. were smooth, weren't they? Yeah. But I think because the weather had been quite severe the previous week, at least, the seals weren't very friendly, were they? They were just... Uh, well, they weren't, I wouldn't say they weren't friendly. They were inquisitive, but, but they weren't close they just kept up and personal. Yeah. Where you, yeah. With the farms, you get a bit like Lundy. You get used to them coming up and pulling your fins and you know ham being really inquisitive this time no no and it is getting close to their breeding period yeah um, and it's a different time of year we were there what a month before some of them are already pregnant mm. um and they do keep a distance so that, that there's none of the usual shenanigans with the um no cheekiness with, with the seals yeah. um and also uh, and I think also probably due to the storm, there weren't that many critters either. No, jellyfish the previous month, we'd seen loads, lots of, loads. but this time not one. Um, we saw a couple of crabs. Which, when you think about it, you think the force of the, yeah, the, power that was of a the big, ocean, that must wash them yeah. downstream. Or it was somewhere. a north easterly storm, so it was obviously bashing yeah. Yeah, the coastline pretty bad. But, but the dives were good and... Uh, we sort of got in and yeah. had a great time on the boat yeah. and it was great to see everybody. We need to yeah. say hello to everybody on the boat. Yeah, uh, from Crystal Seas and our skipper. Skipper Ron uh, makes a nice cup of tea and coffee. He does, yeah. Yeah, he looks after us. So yeah. um, that was really good. I want to give a shout out to Lee Hall. That's his last year. Yes, yeah, he's uh, another skipper. skipper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, A lot of people know uh, Lee. Him and his family have been in the fishing and uh diving world uh many years yeah they've and, got accommodation uh, as well haven't they in yeah sea so houses. um you know sad to see lee coming out of the dive boat industry mm-hmm. um and i don't I, I don't believe he's i'm not sure his boat might but might be selling his boat i think I'm he's not sure i think polly said he was selling it didn't he yeah, yeah. so um yeah great shame but anyway uh, all the best for his future, his family's future. Yeah, and, there's still uh, sovereign diving uh, operating. So if you fancy a dive, uh, book something for next year, then look them up. Yeah, yeah. Don't, so don't uh, so. get booked up. Yeah. We're well, hoping to be back there next year. Yeah, we've booked our places. Yeah, we might even have a third person with scuba honey. With yeah, a bit of luck. If, if she, yeah, if she if she progresses and uh, yeah. yeah. Yep, so that was Sunday, and then we hot-footed it. We didn't come back down south. We went to Scotland. Uh, yeah, 
Um, so we went to Loch Long, which was really nice, wasn't it? Yep. So Loch Long is a sea lock based up on the west coast of Scotland. Right. Yeah, that was really nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Nice drive up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, quite well. It was quite wet, wasn't it? Um, beautiful part of the world and a bit of a damp one actually on the night before wasn't it It was a bit damp yeah so but there you go that's Scotland so we stayed overnight in a um what do you call it hotel hotel <laughs> hotel <laughs> oh, on the lock yeah. um banks yeah, so basically that really so that nice. was nice uh, yeah so we were very close to where we were diving uh we'd located it the day before yeah. and then we yeah drove round parked up uh, we took the paddleboard out. Yeah, so that was really good. That was amazing. Um, visibility as you went out into the lock was so clear. Oh, it's awesome. It was lovely, yeah. And uh, it was quite calm to start with. And then we got our dive gear on and uh, did a shore dive. Yeah. And that it was incredible. And oh, we I've s- never seen so many crabs in one place. Yeah, we saw more life in Loch Long than we did in the Farne Islands. I, yeah. I don't, in my diving history so far... I don't think I've seen so much life in one place. No, starfish, they were there, weren't they? They were tiny little fish. Loads. Um, Great. um, I saw an eel, a little tiny mm. black. I don't know what sort of eel it is, but it's tiny, a little black and like yellow eel. Yeah. It's the sea lock. It was salt water as well. It wasn't brackish. It was salt water. Swimming scallop. But the highlight was a swimming scallop. Who's seen a swimming scallop? (laughs) We saw it on the... Those things are not meant to swim. Well, propulse, propulse, propel. They are so not aerodynamic. <laughs> and it was bright, sort of red, wasn't it? Yeah, it looked like it had maybe a bit of a, I don't know, al- algae on its shell. But yeah. it was quite lively. So How long did yeah. it live for? I don't know. There's, I mean, you get all sizes of scallops. Um, but around the, uh, uh, there was like framework there, wasn't there? And mm. there was like all these muscles um but when you looked, there's like this hole which was going away from the framework down, uh, going into deeper waters like on a decline. Mm. Um, there's always like black powder, which I think was muscles over years disintegrating by the crab and then being eaten by the crabs. Yeah, it definitely. Slowly disintegrating and all that black dust was from all the black the shells. mussel shells. Yeah, it definitely was a feeding area. Um, there were starfish there, there were empty mussel shells, and there yeah. were empty scallop shells as well, yeah. weren't there? So, Biggins, like, mm. nearly like saucepans. Though. Yeah, yeah, so it was an amazing experience. Yeah, and the water was warmish, wasn't it? It wasn't like... Uh, 14 degrees. Yeah, we only stayed, I think the maximum depth we got to was six metres, wasn't it? Um, well, when, I don't know if you, you saw, but when I, I was looking to my right, and um, and obviously we don't know the site. No, um, we were there unsupported um, as well. And uh, like the nearest chamber from there was Aberdeen, so it's a long way away. Yeah, so we had to plan our dive. Didn't want to go particularly deep. No, um, but, but be honest, there was just so much life where we were. Why yeah. did you want to go deeper? Where actually, when you look to your right. It, all there was is virtually wasteland. Yeah, it looked quite dark. And like when I was out on my paddleboard. Obviously, I was like paddling over, I don't know what depth, but it looked quite dark and it was, yeah, it was inky water, black. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very dark. In fact, Elaine Whiteford, when we spoke to Elaine, has mentioned mm. that as well. Yeah. Um, that the locks can be quite dark. Yeah. Um, and they certainly do get that impression. But the actual uh, abundance of life 
Um, yeah. It's just absolutely amazing. And, well, the seaweed as well was there was you know like real healthy. So when the tide go out, all that seaweed just lay there and they all mm. just lay flat and it looks a mess. Yeah. And yeah. then when the tide come in, it's all standing up. Um, some of it's at 90 degree angles. Yeah. And the tide, um, I think it was about three meter difference. Yeah. So we, we were there as a tide was coming in. So we obviously planned it. And uh, yeah, it was really And we good. were talking to somebody in the hotel and they said, you diving? And we went, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be diving the lock tomorrow. They went, well, people don't really dive the lock. Like, you got that on your doorstep. How come you don't dive that? Yeah, I can understand if people go to depth and it's a bit dark and you know dismal. But, you don't but need to. No. all the life is all there. We like seeing the life. All just the life like... is all there. But apparently, if you do go a bit deep and you do go a bit, further, there is a there's like a reef. reef. Yeah, there's yeah. a reef somewhere along there, and also there is um, oh, there's something else as well to, to find there. Yeah, well, um, you can look on uh, finstroke.com. Yeah, there's something called Conger Alley. That's one yeah. of another dive site. But if you check out finstrokes.com and look at Loch Long, uh, there are several dive sites. Uh, we need marked. to give a shout out to another previous guest who actually helped um, us. Gave us advice to me. And gave yeah. us a bit of a sh- uh, pointer as well. Um, so first off, uh, Elaine, and also we, who we already mentioned, but also Ross McLaren. Uh, who also gave us some great advice yes, and some yeah. pointers too, because you and I not dived in a lot before. It's something we haven't done before. Um, he know, gave us parking, where to park, um, yeah, and just literally what to do, yeah. and it was so, perfect. You know, you know, uh, definitely if you're holidaying in Scotland next year, it's definitely worth taking your dive gear. Check you've out got the Cape locks. and Ray up there, and you've also got the locks. Yeah, and I think um, even Polly, who um, owns Crystal Seas, she's thinking about sort of combining a trip, isn't she, yeah, to Cape yeah. and Ray and the Farne Islands because it's all doable within driving limits. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable that people don't dive. Yeah, like, call that on your doorstep. Yeah, so that was a real experience. It's um, obviously previously late july we just done the farn islands but this time we did three yeah, dive sites again. <laughs> again. that's probably one of my favorite probably one of my favorite dive sites now lock long i love that definitely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant and it's also great going somewhere where we've never been before and free all this well. life it was free <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to pay anyone didn't have to pay for car parking apart from the air just had to jump in and yeah. swim around we got our air sorted and then we left there and drove all the way back home. So that was about an eight-hour journey, wasn't it? Yeah, so, but yeah. Um, if you've dived a lot, send us a message. Us, you know, yeah. Which ones, what locks have you done? Which ones do you recommend? Um, and that would be really good um, to hear from you. Um, I also, I think we also need to give a big shout out to our great friends um, down in uh, London who are Ford UK. Yes, yep, because we had our Ford... UK wheels, didn't yeah. we? And had the uh, Cougar. Oliver and Holly, they, they help make all this happen. Um, you know, we are forever in their debt and mm-hmm. um, we appreciate, you know, all the support that Ford give us. Um, they gave us uh, for a week with a Ford Cougar STX edition. Uh, yeah. It was a hybrid. <laughs> Perfect car for the for the trip. Yeah, we fitted everything in tanks, dry suits. That car was round. Wasn't it? it was, yeah. In but fact, it... on the way home, we had five tanks. Five tanks in the two back. Two fifteen liters, three twelves. Yeah, that yeah. was loaded, wasn't it? But it just, yeah, went like a dream. Yeah. Honestly, it, you know, uh, absolute brilliant. It, you know, and if you are looking around for another car, you know, uh, especially with fuel prices as they are. 
Uh, I would certainly have a c- consider the Cougar. Yeah, it's a uh, hybrid. As a really yeah. good dive car. Um, or we had a paddleboard in there, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. We had uh, all our dive gear and we still had room. And we were getting, on average, about 50 miles to the gallon. Yeah, we? the car charged uh, while it was driving, so we then could run it on electric. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You, you can plug it in as well when you're, you know, at So we were basically running it, charging it as we drove. Uh, and then when we got to 20 miles that we had charged, switched to electric. Yeah. Sea uh, houses, we just ran about on electric, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, no, it was brilliant, really good. You know, yeah. and uh, when we were at the lot, we uh, went from the hotel to electric and back to the main Glasgow Road yeah. uh, on electric. And uh, it just pff, makes sense. Yeah. No, it's, it's a really good car and a you know, bit of e- economy there and sustainability as well. Which yeah, is a, it is. Uh, and Ford are bringing out an, uh, more electric cars or hybrids as well. So check them have out. A look at their website. That's yeah. all I can say. You know, we can't, you know, we. We like to recommend good good manufacturers yeah. of all products. Yeah, the link will be in the show notes to the Ford uh, website and the car that we actually yeah. had. So. Talk about that. Need to give O3 a shout out as well. Yes. Um, I did dry my semi-dry. <laughs> yeah, you did that at Cape and Ray, didn't Cape you? Cape and Ray. My dry suit's got a bit of a leak at the moment, which is going to the guys at O3 to have a look at. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um Coming from the crotch area of all places. <laughs> nice. Nice. I think that comes back from when I when you were doing the water. <laughs> yeah, in that um in the, in the mill, wasn't it? In the mill pond. Yeah. And you did anyway, like splits. Moving on. <laughs> um but yeah, I was in the semi dry and I was toasty. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really good to see um We've got um, a river clean coming up in a few weeks' time and just wondering about whether to do that in the semi dry. Yeah, we need to check the temperature of the river. So and yeah. I used the O three Dry suit. Yeah. So that was good to get that in the water. Yeah. Getting used to having a cuff dump. Yeah, exactly. And pockets. (laughs) It's just like... Join join the revelation. The revolution, I should say. Yeah, so I actually took two dry suits. I had my fourth element I used in um, the Farne Islands and Loch Long. Yeah. And then an O3 suit in Cape and Ray. Yeah, both very capable suits. Yeah. Yeah. Both very well made. Going through their paces. (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. Um... Right. Uh, apart from that, the other thing we just need to mention is World Manta Day. Yes. So um, World Manta Day 2022. And also World Clean Up Your Beach Day. World Clean Up Day. Yeah. So that was uh, yesterday. But every day is clean up. Day. It is. It every day clean up day. Look after your planet day. Yeah. Somebody on social media replied and said every day and they're absolutely right. Mm. Well, every day is clean up. It every is. day you should be thinking... Hang on a minute, I'll just pick my rubbish up and I'll take it home and put it in the bin. Don't throw it out your window. Don't chuck it out of the wind. What is it with fast food? They go, oh, it's on the bottom of the box. It says chuck it out the window. No, it doesn't. It's a, but no, people do. No, and even we've just been for a run and even on the seafront, there's bits of litter in the cliff. And you think, Finish it, you put it in the bin, let it be recycled. Yes. Use the sake. bins. Use the bins. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of... Yeah, I think we're kind of covering everybody. Yeah, so I think we can uh, talk to Sean, can't we? Yeah, I think we should. Um, so, yeah, um, so Sean brought the watches out as a lockdown thing, really. Bit of a lockdown it? project, yeah. yeah. So he loves diving, he Got loves his, his watches. Loves his watches, yeah. And he combined the two together and uh, he's pr- produced um, Ocean Rider 
collection. And it's been clever because he's got in with Seiko, who mm-hmm. makes some absolute, you know, barn brilliant. Bomb-proof, Bomb-proof <laughs> watches, you know, that last forever. Yeah. And he's gone, you know, he's using their mechanics rather than trying to reinvent the wheel and said, well, it's a bit like, you know, manufacturers do that with cars. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, use engines from other manufacturers. He's gone, right, Seiko, let's use theirs. They've got, you know, really good mechanics and put them into a nice watch and you recycle wet these wetsuits. Yeah, so he's done a, obviously a lot of... Uh, hard work and research in the background uh, but he's produced a really lovely looking watch yeah. smart looking so it is, yeah, so it is a smart. dive watch it's not a dive computer um but will uh, sean tells us a lot more about his journey and the watch just just to give you a bit of an intro really so i um so i started the business during the pandemic um so the, i mean not alone, I'm, I'm sure lots of people started businesses during the pandemic but i started in december where are we now god we are we are august 2022 um so i set up the business probably december 2021 from mm-hmm. memory is that right well i'm trying to remember now anyway we start we started officially trading on the on the first of january um and we we launched our first collection um August um, last year, as we mm-hmm. did a pre, we did a pre-launch, and then we first started shipping out our watches on on the first of January this year. So I'm just getting my dates, dates, dates aligned. Um, but in terms of in terms of background, so I don't do this as a as a full time job, um, which probably isn't a surprise. Um, I, I I have a job working. I work for Lloyd's Bank, so I do something completely different. Uh, <laughs> but my um, ex banker like, here. Yeah, well, well, hopefully that 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 gives me um uh, puts me in a good 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 um position in terms of running a business right because that's that's what i do i look at businesses every day so hopefully it hopefully it <laughs> helps um but um my, my my real passions have always been um uh, scuba diving and watches and and actually it got to the point during the pandemic um where i was just not really enjoying what i was doing um and i don't know about you guys but i was sat at home i was in a small um you know, kind of one bed, one bed apartment in London, uh, not going into the office. And I kind of just um, kind of fell out of love with what I was doing. And I had, I went through a bit of a period where I thought, you know, is, is this, is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? Um, and, and it kind of got me a little bit worried. Um, so I started, I started thinking about setting up my own business. And the truth is, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and I, and I sat down with a few friends and, and, and I came to the conclusion that actually let's do something that I'm passionate about. Right. And then hopefully a business would, would, would form. And I, and I, um, I've always been interested in watches. Um, I, I, I do collect watches, all different types of watches. Um, and I love scuba diving. I've been diving, uh, since, since 2014. So it doesn't feel like a long time, but, um, mm. but I, I absolutely love scuba diving and, um, and I've, and I've been lucky to, to dive in some, some cool places. So I thought, well, why don't I create a dive watch brand? And, and that's where it came from. And it's really, really simple, actually. And then I would say the best part of kind of 2020 in, in, in the build up during the pandemic, I was kind of researching manufacturers, you know, how to create a dive watch, how to run a business, how to set up a website, you know, just everything. So, you know, really going back to basics of, of, of how do you do this stuff? And, and I was a complete novice. I mean, I made so many mistakes and I probably spent far too much money doing stuff which i probably didn't need to do um but i guess that's the fun of, of running your own business um but for me the key was around how do i do something a bit different mm. and um i don't know how much you know about 
the, the kind of the micro niche brand watch market, but it's very saturated in, in the sense that there's loads of loads of people setting up watch businesses, believe it or not. Um, so I wanted to do something that was a bit different. Um, and that's where the upcycling element came from. So I thought, well, watches are watches. They're typically made out of steel and there's not much you can really do with a watch. Um, but I thought what I could start to do is build something out with a sustainable upcycling uh, focus around the straps. Mm-hmm. And it probably took me the best part of 12 months of doing a, a lot of R&D and thinking, what, what can I upcycle that kind of has a scuba diver element? And I was looking at, could we take the, you know, could we take, you know, um, scuba masks? Could we take fins? Could we take parts of, you know, BCDs, for example? And then I, and then I, and then the kind of the light bulb moment happened around um, wetsuits. And again, as divers, you'll know, you know, wetsuits typically made out of neoprene, not not great material in terms of being able to reuse and to recycle um and as with most divers i've done about you guys but you know you get a couple of tears in it and you get a bit of wear and tear and you want your next one right so <laughs> what i was finding through my research is that there's a real issue with wetsuit waste um not just divers but um, surfing as well right surfers you know surfers can have a couple of rips and they're not too fast but i think especially with divers yeah um, the minute their wetsuit gets a little bit worn, it's what can I get next? And it's, and, and actually through looking at the research, I mean, I found kind of doormats made from upcycle wetsuits, coasters, um, you know, nice little mats for when you're getting changed, you know, before you go diving. But honestly, probably a handful um, of, 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 of items. And um, I thought, why don't I try and create a, a, a watch strap that uses upcycle wetsuits? Um, which all sounded great to start with, but actually was really, really hard. Getting it done was difficult. Yeah, yeah. So the watch was fine and I designed that and that was great. I got a designer in and that was all fine. And we launched our Ocean Rider collection. But the straps took a long time. And and, and as you'll know, you know, neoprene material is quite a tricky material in its sense. It's quite spongy. It's quite soft. It comes in all different um you know, thicknesses, different colors. So I had to find the right wetsuits that would work with a, with a strap. Um, and, and ultimately after 12 months, I figured out how to do it. Um, and, we, and we found a supplier that would do it for us. So um, I guess in short, you know, I, you know, the business has now been running for probably about two and a bit years. We've only been trading for about a year because it took a bit of time to get set up. But for me, being able to sell a product, which, you know, I can talk about watches, I can talk about scuba diving, and, and really my target audience at the moment is, is scuba divers. And I don't think it's limited, it's, well, it's not limited to scuba divers, but for me, you know, when I go diving and I was on, I was diving in Malta just, just a month ago. I mean, when you talk to people about these kind of things, you, you get that kind of sense of excitement. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where the idea came from. Um, so really wanted to focus on the upcycling element. And then the second part was really around charity. Um, and again, like I say, this isn't, you know, um, this isn't my full-time job. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not making millions of quid out of this. Uh, <laughs> not yet, anyway, hopefully. Um, uh, but, but the plan really is to do this for as long as possible until I can give up my full-time job and move into, you know, running, you know, running SDC watches full-time. Um, and, and that is the plan. And, 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 and I'm, I'm confident I will get there. Um, but we are still very early on. We've just launched mm. our first collection. We're selling watches. But for us, it's just about getting the brand out there, um, you know, being in the community uh, and just getting more watches on wrists. It's really as simple as that. Um, well, 
it should be as simple as that. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's how I look at it in my very simple mind. Um, so the charity element's really important and we decided to go, and you, you may have seen this on our website, but again, spent a lot of time thinking about who we want to partner with and um, it gets a little bit complicated when you're, you know, you're collaborating or partnering with charities. So mm. yeah, we went through a company called Work for Good. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're really, really good. They make it really easy for you. Um, and we decided to, 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 to donate um, 5% of every sale. So watches and straps to the Marine Conservation Society. Um, and again, that was not an easy decision because there are so many good charities out there. Mm. Um, and we spoke to a lot of them. But I think Marine Conservation Society is, I mean, it's its the leading UK um, charity. It's, its you know, it's very easy to have a conversation with them. Again, I don't know if you've spoken to charities, but sometimes you get a lot out of them, but sometimes you don't get anything out of them. And they were really personable. Um, and they and they have small companies like SDC. They have large companies out there who are also, yeah. you know, um, who, are, who are providing charitable donations. So it kind of felt like a good fit, but we'll see how it goes for the next 12 months, um, which again, you know, we're, we're quite happy to write a fat check for them at the end of the year, you know, um, and, and the way it's going, you know, hopefully it will be a nice sizable check. So, so, so that's, that's the second element. Um, but then also we, you know, we, we're, we're keen to get involved in a lot of the beach cleanups. So me and my girlfriend, um, I, had to, I had to drag her down, but we went, we went, um, we, we did a beach cleanup a couple of months ago now, which was really, which is really good, which is out by um, uh, Ramsgate. Uh, it was a beautiful day for it. So we're really keen to get involved in a lot of these things as well. Um, but fundamentally, we consider ourselves as a, an upcycling dive watch company. Um, and, and for me, that's, that's the key USP. And you, you kind of touched on the point. I mean, and I, and I labeled it around, you know, it's, you know, what is the USP of our product? And I mean, you probably can't really see it here, but I mean, it's, it's it's a diver's watch, so it's um, you know it's it's unidirectional bezel, you know watertight up to three hundred meters. Even though I never plan on diving three hundred meters, um, and uh, you know it's 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 fully luminous, so you've got the visibility underwater. So it's it's everything a mechanical dive watch should do. But we also have the element of up um, upcycling wetsuits, and for me, the great thing about this is you know we've partnered with probably about a dozen um surf schools and uh, scuba diving um uh shops around the uk so we have we have mm. a constant supply of wetsuits so we're, we're, we're good on that sense um but we currently have the black wetsuit but later this year we're going to be launching our red and blue wetsuits oh, wow. um, which is really exciting but again as you can imagine most wetsuits are black right so yeah. <laughs> sourcing the right colors is quite tricky but we've we've, we've made some good progress and and i guess uh, a lot of them have got prints on as well exactly so we, we don't want a big kind of cressy print across the, yeah. the strap because uh, we might get in a bit of trouble but believe it or not um we, we've been able to find plenty of wetsuits where you know there's there's, there's no print but you're right it's, it's a bit of a challenge um so so lots of exciting things happening we've got uh, a few events coming this year we're going to um um we're going to um Birmingham next year for the um for the scuba diving event which is run by scuba scuba diver mag I'm sure you're aware of it Mark Evans um, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah Mark and Penny so we, we're going we're going we're going there um but lots going on and 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 again I don't know what your situations are but managing this with a full-time job which at the moment is pretty hectic is it um, is another job it's it's another job and I don't get a huge amount of sleep but I I do really enjoy it um and and there, there is a long-term play with this but I, I think for me, it's, it's great. And f for me, you know, coming back to the USP point, um, you know, it's all, it's all 
it's all dive shops from from the UK. But I mean, ultimately, we don't know where people have dived or where they've bought their wetsuits. But you know, you're, you're taking a piece of wetsuit back into the ocean, mm. and, and you're using it for you know for for a, for a set purpose rather than you know wetsuits ending up on a on a landfill yeah. site and ultimately back in the ocean. So for me, that's that's really powerful. Um, and 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 that's and that is my USP. Um, and actually, we haven't you know there's 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 quite a lot going on and there's other areas we're looking to upcycle um i'll give you one little example so we're trying we're trying to look at old tax cylinder tanks made from steel that we could potentially melt down to create our watch um our watch mm-hmm. cases um haven't tried it yet but it could work um so there are lots of other things that we can look at um mm-hmm. and again you know you'll see some of the big brands fourth element for example you know they're doing some great stuff around um reusable plastics um and all that kind of good stuff so it's clearly a popular um area to be to be looking at but um it's it's quite challenging because again i don't have huge budgets um so a lot of these things take time um but really really enjoying it and it's you know like i said it's been you know i I probably got my dates wrong at the start but i set it up in december 20 um but we've only been trading for about a year um since since we had our stock delivered so um so yeah so i mean that's kind of it in a nutshell Uh, question for you sean yeah yeah, sure um so the company's named after is your own name sean sean david clements is that right rogers very inventive Uh, yeah no (laughs) well keep it simple always works the best you know is it just you or have you, you know have you got a you know family or you mentioned your girlfriend you know have you got other people supporting you in this so it is just me um albeit my girlfriend is head of marketing and um (laughs) head of head of lots of other things social media for example which i'm not that great at but she is better at but no she's she's a huge supporter um and and definitely someone that i run a lot of ideas by but but it is just me and and it's and it's hard right because you know um you know especially you know, at the start when, you know, I, I didn't really know what I was doing to be completely honest and, and yeah. maybe should or shouldn't record that part. We feel but, your mean, pain. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's fun, right. And you learn and you look back and, you know, honestly, I mean, go back two years ago, I wouldn't even know how to set up a website and now I'm coding all my own website. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, um, it is cool. It is yeah. cool. And, and yeah, I, I get to talk about watches and diving, which I mean, it's, <laughs> what what level diver are you you know where do you have where have you got to in diving yeah so i'm up to um um i've I've done all my advance and i've done a few specialities um i guess the next stage for me is to do my rescue diver um yeah but but to be honest with you you know i've done my deep and and all that kind of stuff i you know the best dive and you'll know this is is probably about 15 20 meters i mean I just like to dive and, and I probably will do the rescue and, and, and go further. But um, yeah, I'm at the moment, I just enjoy just getting into the water. So um, yeah, what, what about yourself? Are, you, are you, are you, are you much further advanced on the, on the joys of the paddy uh, cycle? No, well, I'm quite new. I qualified in July, 2020 okay. in between COVID and I've done my advanced and doing my rescue, hopefully yeah. in a couple of weeks. So yeah. And, and where do you um where where do you, where do you guys dive? Is it predominantly the UK? where are you? Based? I dived in the UK. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Well, it only gets better, Gemma. <laughs> yeah. Well, people say that obviously, if you learn to dive in the UK and dive in the UK, you're ready for everything outside the UK. So 
yeah, let's say. You'll, 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 you'll be able to see your hand in front of your face one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've dived around the UK. We've done the Farne Islands. We've done Lundy, obviously inland sites as well. And we've done on the North Norfolk coast as well. So, yeah, we've got yeah some good variety around and we've got yeah. lots of things on our bucket list. So. Hoping to get... Um get down to where are we thinking about going i can't remember now swanage uh, swanage aren't we in a couple of weeks yeah. time yeah 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 so, so yeah but ian's a bit further ahead than me um, <laughs> i've i've been diving not not probably about the same time as you i think and um i uh, i partnered up and got involved with our local dive center so uh, i'm dive master um and help out when i can with them and, and and just out of interest, um, I mean, we can come back to SEC, but I'm, I'm really interested just to hear about a little bit about your story, kind of why Big Scuba Podcast. I mean, I, I know, I assume I know why, but just, I mean, just just really interested to hear, you know, your your story as well and, and, and how you've got to today. Yeah, well, Ian was on a podcast prior to Big Scuba yeah. and that came to an end. And then it was really from there that obviously suggested starting we a talked about it hadn't we we talked about it for a little while yeah and uh then the lockdowns and all happened but we'd started putting things together um over that winter haven't we just before yeah. the first lockdown and um about putting the big scuba together and um it, you know and make it more sort of quite business focused as well um because i you know i think that's quite a good thing be honest about that you know uh, we're not just in it for the, the, a nice thing to do, although that is a nice, you know, it is a nice thing. But, you know, um, it, and also to get closer with the diving community and, uh, you know, and focus on get Gemma th- Gemma's diving story. So as Gemma progresses, because at the time um, there was no, no I wasn't a diver, on, you? you know. No. So that was about a year in, wasn't it? Yeah, and obviously, I don't know what you think, but the diving world is quite predominantly male-dominated. And, you know, to get, you know, more youngsters involved and, you know, girls, you know, just interested. And it's not just the diving, it's the marine conservation. And, you know, hopefully through the podcast, we can show that there's so many avenues that once you learn to dive or get your head under the water – it can lead you in so many directions. I mean, you know, look at yourself. You've yeah made business out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's fascinating, and I can't remember where I read this, but I think I think we know more about space than underwater. And you think about it, it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a lot easier to go underwater than into space, right? Bonkers, uh, yeah. Definitely a lot cheaper. Um, and, and and for me, it's really strange because um, I. When I, fir- I first got into scuba diving, and I can remember it so well, I, I always I always liked being by the sea. I don't know what it was. Uh, and maybe I was fortunate as a child to be able to go on some nice holidays and be by the sea. Um, but I always remember I used to snorkel. And I always remember looking down and seeing the scuba divers and thinking, that's what I want to do. Um, and, and it just took me, you know, I started diving at 25, um, which is relatively young. But, I mean, you hear about kids starting at, you know, 12 years old right and yeah. I kind of just started a bit earlier but um I've always been fascinated by the sea um and, and like you say you know I got into scuba diving I'm absolutely hooked I can't wait for my next trip you know Covid was a bit of a bummer because people couldn't travel I mean yeah. I, you can do it in the UK but I assume a lot of places were closed anyway and and I've started a business out of it and um 
you know, I, 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 you know, when I came back and just to give you a bit of background, I was, I actually lived in New York for two years before the pandemic through work. So I came back to London, hit the pandemic and I kind of, I kind of went through a bit of a bit of a bit of a crap period to be honest. Yeah. So I don't want to be, you know, we're all in lockdown. You know, I'm lucky I've got family and friends near me, which is great. Um, but I kind of was just, I don't know if I want to do this anymore at work. And I kind of got to that point where I was like, you know, what else is there out there for me? Um, and then I just kept it really simple. And I thought, well, what are my passions? And I just thought, let's let's just start a business. And it's probably the biggest risk I've ever taken. Um and between us, you know, I've, I've put a lot of my money into this, right? Um, there's no investor, there's no, mm-hmm. you know, there's no big check behind me. This is all my own, you know, savings. And, um, you know, it's a big risk, but, you know, I'm, you know, I'm backing myself. And, you know, for me, I think, you know, and, and you'll know as divers, you know, divers like a bit of kit, but, you know, typical dive mechanical watches have kind of been a bit of a distant past. And people, well, people say, well, why do you need a watch when you've got a dive computer? And yeah. They're completely right. I dive with a dive computer. And I also like having my watch as well because I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, not all scuba divers would agree with that, trust me. Um, but I do think there are there is a there is a space for for dive watches. And again, I think my my target audience is, is much wider than scuba yeah. divers, but I think upcycling and 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 that story of, of where I've come from, I think really is really powerful. Um and, and it is working because when I talk to people that buy my watches, they buy into the store and they buy into the upcycling movement. And I think it's really important. And I mean, by virtue of the fact that we're scuba divers, we're, we're ocean advocates. And, and that's my that's my way of, of, of looking at it. So, um, you know, I think it's really important. Yeah. And then people that buy your watches know that they're doing something a little bit towards that kind of ocean yeah, the upcycling side of things. And they're donating to charity at the same time. Mm, I think yeah. that's a nice nice thing to add, actually, um, that you do that. You know, that as a company, you are contributing, and as a purchaser, you contribute to the uh, to charity. You know, it's a nice touch. Yeah. And, and um, so, so, you, so you guys have been running for a while now, but, um, I mean, in terms of um, kind of who you're getting on the podcast, is it a mixture of businesses, dive enthusiasts, marine conservationists, you know, is it a mixture of all of that? Totally a mixture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we try and obviously sometimes target who we'd like to have on the podcast because of their story. But, you know, like Sunday we spoke to a girl in Indonesia, but she's just so passionate about yeah. what she does and how to get her story across and I mean, we're listened to in over 140 countries. So wow. we're not just UK based, but okay. there's everybody we talk to. Hopefully there's something that even a non-diver, just somebody that's interested in the ocean can take away from that podcast and, you know, do something or, you know, feel a bit better about or learn something. So yeah. it's a, yeah. but that's, that's kind of our aim. It's not just, you know, to talk about people about, you know, blue water diving. We want, all, all sides. We make a lot of this, you know, about our story, uh, particularly Gemma's story, um, because there's there's loads of people like me, you know, um, a, a, a guy diving, done, I don't know, a couple hundred dives or whatever, and got the dive master level. But with Gemma, Gemma's got that fresh note and, re- and, and, and remembers, because it's like only last year, what's like to be a brand new diver. You know, and sometimes, you know, you go to Stony Cove, there's only what Gemma and a couple of other girls girls, girls there (laughs) along the whole line. 
of cars is just one, two women diving, you know? So our big part is what we said is to try and get, you know, try and spread the message. So um, yeah. And it's not all about going deep. It's all about having a great time, just being underwater. And I think, I think um, it's really strange. I don't know why more people don't dive and, and what I've learned and I've learned this through diving in various locations, but also running this business is that the dive community is very small and, and, yeah. and everyone knows each other, um, yeah. which I'm slowly starting to realize, which I think is a good thing. Um, but it seems, it seems like there are, and, and I agree, there's obviously a lot more men than women diving. Um, and I'll come back to that point actually, but it, for me, it seems like there's, there's, there's more of an educational piece around diving because, yeah. you know, I, I know there's the fear factor and being underwater and all that kind of stuff and the dangers, but I mean, you know, I, I definitely, for me, whenever I'm talking to people, you know, I can't speak, you know, more, you know, passionately about diving and, 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 and I just think, why, why would you not want to be able to explore this amazing environment underwater and you can do it safely and it's, you know, and, and you can do it anywhere around the world. And I think for me, I now build all of my travel around my work. So for example, when I'm talking to my girlfriend about going on holiday, I'm like, well, nah, I don't think we can dive there. Let's, let's not go there. Um, so Does she dive. Uh, she, again, she's kind of the perfect example. She, she did a discover scuba in Australia a few years ago, didn't have a great experience and kind of never really took it up, but she definitely would be interested in it. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I need to get her diving. Um, and there are also, you know, other organisations. I think we had, um, we spoke about it on Sunday about commercial girl divers. Yeah. yeah there's mm. all these different pockets of divers. Girls that yeah. tech. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cave. Yeah. There's just yeah, amazing amounts of. And then, you know, we've spoken to girls that are artists about drawing the underwater world and they're yeah. making their business out of creating this amazing art. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there, there definitely seems to be. I mean, you guys will see it on Instagram and 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 TikTok and all this stuff. But there is, I feel like there is a huge there is a huge movement, and there you know from a business you know from a pure business perspective, there is definitely a gap. Um, yeah. And and for me, it's pretty exciting. And so yeah, no, I'm no look. It's I, I think it's great. Um, what like, do you think is the biggest stumbling point if somebody has got, let's say? Because uh, your watches are four hundred and twenty-five pounds, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Someone's got five hundred pounds, and they're thinking, "Do I buy a dive computer or do I buy a watch?" You know, what do you think is the biggest stumbling point? How it's do you really, get over that? It's a good question because, uh, you know, ult- ultimately, what piece of kit do you need when you go diving? Yeah. Uh, the reality is, you need a dive computer, and if you're not borrowing it from the shop and you want your own piece of kit. Then you need a dive computer. I mean, I mean, for me, you know, four hundred twenty-five pound is a lot of money for some people, and for other people, it's not a lot of money. And yeah. it's a really tricky market because, you know, some will say, you know, why would I spend four hundred twenty-five quid when I can get a, you know, a Sunto or a, a, a Cressy watch that's probably going to cost me maybe half of that, and I can actually use it. So, I, I don't think it's a stumbling block. Block for me, it's a case of you know, are you interested in, in, in dive watches and do you like another piece of, you know, it's another piece of, you know, armory to your kit. Right. Um, yeah. and I think there's a purpose. And to be honest with you, when I'm, when I am diving, I use this and I'm not being biased here, but I'll use this to keep track of my time. And I have my dive watch to, to do what my dive watch tells me or my dive computer, I should say, to do what it says. So I think, 
you know, and I've, I've had this conversation with people and they say, well, you know, why would I spend this money on a, on a dive watch when I need a dive computer? And I say, well, look, yeah. you know, you need the dive computer, but, you know, if you want something else to go along with it, which is, you know, which you can wear both in and out of the water because mm. I'm sure, you know, again, depends what kind of dive watch you've got or computer, I should say. You might not want to wear it when you finish your dive and you're having a few beers on yeah. a glass of wine. So for me, it's a case of, Yes, it's another accessory, but as you know, as divers, uh, you can continue to buy and buy different accessories as as divers, right? I mean, it's it can it can get quite expensive, but for me, yeah. it's a mixture. It's people that are interested in mechanical watches. They're they're supportive of you know ocean conservation and upcycling and charitable cases. They like a nice you know nice looking luxury watch on their wrist as well. So I think it has a different it has a different angle. Um, so in answer to your question, I don't think it's a stumbling block. I think it's it's more of a personal choice, right? Um, yeah, we get why people wouldn't buy one. Um, See this? So I've got uh, I've had it a few years now. So it's just a Casio, and yeah. um, it's not particularly for diving it is waterproof and i have took it down to the stain garth just for the sheer fun of it um but you know it's kind of, i just kind of used it to test it just really and that's that but the um and i think it is a handy thing to do just to take a watch down and you can look at it it's good for checking the times and stuff like that um and, 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 I, and I always say you know i you know, I wear this watch, you know, to the gym, but I'll also, when I go to work, you know, wear it with a suit, right? Um, a nice watch is a nice watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, yeah, you can spend hundreds and thousands on watches, right? Let's, let's, you know, that's, that's the reality. But I think, you know, for 425 pound, it's a Seiko movement. You know, most yeah. people know who Seiko are. Um, you know, they're a great Japanese movement brand. Um and and actually, it's it's probably quite fairly priced. And you know, if you look at if you look at other if I look at my competitors, you know, some of them are up to kind of eight nine hundred quid. Um, a lot more, yeah, a lot. So, so it's probably quite fairly priced. Um, you know, we launched at three nine nine, and then we up we up we we ups um you know we increased the price to four two five. But it's you know I I honestly I I, I do have this debate quite a lot with divers, and you, you all know some some divers won't buy it and other divers will it, it, it is personal preference looks nice though it looks a nice watch you know yeah. well they all all four of them do yeah, look, yeah. look smart but also you've got that other markets like the free divers yeah you know the surfing market and you've got the wild swimmers and it's just even like people that go out hiking you've got something that is robust on your wrist haven't you correct correct i mean i mean the, the target market is wide but you know what where i've focused my efforts both both on, you know, paid advertising, you know, the organic stuff um, is 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 on is on scuba divers because yeah. it's a very easy audience to relate to. But having said that, I've 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 had people buy my watches that just you know they have hundreds of them and they like something a bit different. Um, yeah. So it, it it is interesting. Um, but the challenge for me is how do we evolve this? And you know, I've got ideas for our next collection and the different kind of straps. Um, but with everything, things take time. Um, yeah, got to be got to be a bit patient, but but lots lots going on. Are you just selling them in the UK, or do you export them further afield? No, um, we we sell globally, and actually seventy sixty mm, percent of our watches we've sold in the US. So actually, mm. um, most of our watches have been sold in in the US. Uh, quite a lot yeah. in Scotland, uh, a few in the UK, but majority um, the US. Um, don't really know why, um, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> Well, we're, um, the majority, a high proportion of our listeners are um, based in the US. Yeah. I, I assume there's just 
well, I, again, I assume there's, 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 you know, just by virtue of the size of the country, there's probably people. <laughs> be because of tables. I think in America they follow the tables a lot more, like the U.S. Navy t- tables. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that could be why. And plus, you get a lot more the treasure hunters, uh, river tre- treasure hunters, and people doing a lot more of that. So it could be could be why it's, yeah. it's a bit harder to do that in the UK because the visibility is you know not so good. Yeah. So I think you get tend to get a lot more the ri- uh, river treasure hunters yeah. uh, in in America. Yeah, some some nice dive spots, you know, especially as you kind of go east coast Caribbean and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, even, you know, like the yachting, like gang, you know, that's perfect to have on there. You know, we know, yeah, they're quite showy. So, so, so if people want to find out more about you, what's your website so that we can direct people there? We are uh, www.sdcwatches.com. We're very active on uh, Facebook, Instagram. We're becoming more active on TikTok um, because it feels like everything is moving to TikTok and, and, and Reels on Instagram. So we're doing a lot more stuff on, on, on that platform. Um, we have, we've, you know, we've, we've grown our mailing list uh, pretty significantly organically over the, last, uh, over the last 12 months. So kind of offers, events, kind of new releases all come through our, through our mailing list. Um, but yeah, if they want to hear more about us, um, website is probably the, the, the easiest place to go. Um, no, no that, that's brilliant. And, it, and it's great to meet you guys. Um, and it's it's great just to hear, especially Gemma, your story about, you know, still being relatively new to Scuba. That is her story. Yeah, and it's great. It's great. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I, I try and sell not just watches, but I try and sell scuba diving to everyone because I think everyone should definitely give it a try. It all ties in you know, with that ocean conservation message yeah. as well. Oh, which, which we do in Norwich Cathedral. Oh, yeah, river cleaning as well. We didn't mention that. We've done that as well. <laughs> Scuba diving in the local river. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, thank you for your time. It's been really interesting. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Really, really, really good, really good chatting and, and, and have a great yeah. evening. Yeah, all right. Thanks, thanks Sean. Yeah. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed that. I want to say thank you to Sean for coming on and uh, telling us all about his watch. Did you enjoy that? I did. Yeah, very interesting. So and it's good to see, you know, a diver combining his love for watches and putting the product together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And um, let's, so let's, let's recap. So it's four watches. Yep. Retail £425. So, yeah, and you've got four watches with different colour faces. Black tip, she's got black face. Uh, great white, which has got white face. Yeah, it looks quite smart. Uh, silky grey, which has got a grey face to it. And ocean blue, which has got a... Blue <laughs> face to it. But they really do look, yeah, super smart. So, yeah, they do. They've all got a black strap, the upcycled wetsuit strap. Yeah. Um, really nice stitching around the strap yeah. and uh, two toggles to hold the strap sturdy. on as well. And yeah, it's got it's a nice, solid feeling watch, isn't yeah. it? It's a, yeah, it feels yeah, nice. Yeah, and it, it really looks In fact, nice. I was watching a YouTube of um, a guy on YouTube and good reviews as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it really looks uh, good. So if you want to look good under the water, on the water, or hiking, yeah, yeah it's a nice, sturdy, robust watch. And we can save you um, some cash on that as well because we've got a promo code that is. For you listeners, yep. if you're interested in buying one, all you need to put in is when you go to cash out, we've got a code that we can give you, which is... Big Scuba. 
So literally, you just go to sdcwatches.com, have a look at the watches, put your order in, yeah. go to your basket and use the discount code uh, BIGSCUBA and that will give you 10% off the retail price. How cool is that? Yeah. And 5% of every purchase goes to um, uh, conservation. Yeah, the Marine Conservation well. Society, which is a UK charity. So that's another way of putting a little bit back into um, yeah, the system. Yeah, it all adds up, doesn't it? You yeah. Know, sell each watch all, all these little bits all, all add up yeah you? and as, as a purchaser the of the watch obviously you're getting a nice watch but you know that you're you're making a contribution as yeah. well yeah so there we go go there sdcwatches.com yeah so um, promo code big scuba yeah put your order in and let us know what you think of the watches yeah that'd be cool Righty, I think that kind of covers them coming up next week on well, on the next episode of the big scuba we've got we're going to talk to Dan Europe about their sustainability tour yes. around the UK. Yeah. So. Who are busily going around the UK. They So they did Europe last year. Yep, and they've done the UK, uh, in Scotland, Ireland. And I think currently they're down in the southwest. They are. So uh, we're talking to those guys, um, talking about their, their trip, where they've been, where they're going. Uh, what the point of the whole trip is because there is a whole they aren't just going around no. visiting the seaside and what have you they are there's a whole point to this yeah that dan europe is, are and them are, are highlighting yeah so no that was really interesting and a great um sort of message behind it as well so that's coming up next week and that will be episode 131 wow so there we go i'm gonna go lay down in the darkened room <laughs> how's that effect on you <laughs> I wore out after all that. It's a long, been a lot to discuss this time. It is. No, it was good. Lots of variety, and we've got to plan our next dive. Trip. Don't forget, leave us a review, a five star review. Uh, every week we ask. That'd be really nice. Something just don't cost nothing. You know. <laughs> just go there and go look. iPhone, wherever, wherever you listen to it, leaves a little review. It just helps spread the word, spread the love yeah. in the diving yeah. community, helps other people find us. Don't cost nothing. It's free. No, and to people that have contacted us, uh, thank you very much. It's great to hear from you. And also, we have updated our website. So if you go to www.thebigscuba.com, yeah. you will see a new-looking website. Yeah, so, it's all fresh. We've That kind of got a bit dated and, uh, you know, like everything, it was a matter of finding time, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And literally, you can click on the links in the website to listen to the uh, episodes. Yep. And we've got a library now. A library, yeah. yeah. Some so books. Some really nice some books. books in there. Yeah. Um, that you can order and take away on your dive trip and uh, have a and read. You've got something to read. There's a lo load in there. Have a look and, uh, yeah, yeah, see what you fancy. Yeah, but we've got that up and running. And, uh, yeah, we'll be working on that a bit more uh, coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, got some more stuff to add to that. Um, as it goes yeah so let us know what diving and paddleboarding and everything else <laughs> it's full of variety yeah. so yep yeah, let us know what you're do doing diving this coming week and it'd be great to hear from you yeah and Alrighty. thanks for downloading yeah okay speak to you next time thanks for downloading thanks for listening don't forget that review <laughs> bye bye now that does wrap up today's episode of the big scuba podcast but if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way, you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. 
If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.